episode is brought to you by the wonderful people at the Just Ask Sherry podcast, aka me. So let's get some housekeeping out of the way first. So go ahead and send me your questions, scenarios, or just your comments at justasksherry at gmail.com or you can follow me or hit me up on Instagram at justasksherry. Dear Sherry, I just found out my dad may not actually be my father. My daughter is tracing our genealogy and bought the at-home DNA test for her grandparents and herself. They all logged their results to the website and my father, her grandfather, did not come up as a relation. The test could be faulty, but I'm scared to ask my mother because this would devastate me if I knew for a fact the man who raised me is not really my father, but it would answer a lot of questions. I just don't know what to do. Ooh-wee. Sounds like we might need to get uh, Maury on the line. What is it? A Lauren Lake paternity court? Yeah. So here's the thing. The chances of the test being faulty, it, it could happen. It could happen. I'm sure. Listen, they mess up DNA all the time, right? And those are experts. These are, you know, like machines running this DNA through. So the test could be faulty, but I feel like you already know that this man is not your father. Okay. Is everybody else in the family a redhead and you're like a blonde? And so you're wondering where your genealogy came from? Yeah. So it sounds like you don't really want to talk to your mother about it because it's going to start a chain reaction of things. Listen, you're not the first person that this has happened to. You won't be the last person that this has happened to. And for myself, like, I I always love a good Maury show, but I'm always puzzled at how people know, like, women know, like, this is not my child. This is not, you know, the person that I'm with's child. And I'm going to then tell them that this isn't their child. Meanwhile, this would be like, you know, Ricky Jr., And Ricky Sr. doesn't know Ricky Jr. is not his. And there's no reason to tell Ricky Sr. that Ricky Jr. isn't his other than to get that guilt off your chest. And I understand wanting to kind of unburden yourself, but it kind of sounds like there's more to this story. And and maybe your mother had, you know, a little milkman visit and she just realized that there was never a cause to really tell you that the father who raised you, took care of you, cared and loved for you, um, is not your actual biological father. There are a lot of adopted people out here. And a lot of people out here who are adopted who do not know they're adopted and still you know, I don't I don't believe you have to be biologically related to really love a child. But this sounds like something that's going to devastate you either way. And it's like you're in limbo right now. So what I would recommend is go ahead and get another test result done. Now, you're going to want to do this test yourself. (laughs) Don't involve your daughter. Don't involve your parents. But do the test yourself, maybe even, you know, like anonymously to see if you end up linking up with your father you know, put it, put a different name in there so that they don't know that you took the test. Because right now I'm sure, um, if your daughter has even said anything to her grandfather, which she probably already has, because everybody's probably like waiting for the test results, you know, I'm one fifth Nigerian, you know, two fifth Scandinavian, you know, but n- nothing corresponds when it comes to your father. So 
I'm sure they're also thinking like, oh, maybe these test results aren't right. Now that's if that's your real father. Your your mother, my, on the other hand, might be somewhere panicking because she knows that it's getting ready to pop, pop off. But then I wonder, you know, when she got the DNA results, like what was her reaction? You know, like the DNA test, what was her reaction? Did she not want to take it? Did your daughter have to like chase her down to submit her DNA results? Or was she just like, oh, this is fantastic. Yeah, I'd love to know where my people come from. Now, she might not know either. Okay, how about that? She might not know that he is not your father. Or alternatively, they both may know. They both may know that he is not your father. Listen, you know, you think that maybe it was an affair or whatever. Maybe your father just couldn't have kids. How about that? And so they went to a sperm bank, a friend, something else. There's always more to a story. And it may not be as, you know, scandalous as you think it is. It may just simply be your father was unable to have kids. They went to a sperm bank. They never said anything because they never had to. You never had any medical issues. They never needed to give you a kidney. There was no real reason to tell you that, listen, this is not your dad. And I'm of two minds with that. I feel like people put a lot of stock in, in being biologically related. And then you have the, the flip side of folks, which is like, you know, love makes family, right? You, It's who you decide to love. Friends become family and blood doesn't make a difference. You know, a sister from another mister. Um. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, but unfortunately, I think for you, the doubt is now in your brain. And, you know, you said this would answer a lot of questions. So you probably always felt in your gut that this man was not, not your father or just something hinky, right? Something just the, the math maybe didn't make sense. Maybe when they got married, your mother was already pregnant by somebody else and they just never needed to tell you. And depending on how old you are, because if you have, you know, kids that are old enough now to buy their own stuff, maybe it was, you know, a time when those things were just not discussed. And he has always been your father. He is always going to be your father. Are you now, at whatever age you are, going to try and figure out who your biological father is? And that's if the test is not just wrong. Okay, let's not discount the fact that the test could just be wrong and, like anything else, giving you a false positive. And that man could absolutely 100% be your father. So I think the first step for you is do another test. Do another test, and if the results come back a second time that there is no relation between the two of you, then you need to go and take your mother out to lunch and have a for real, for real conversation with her. Because maybe they decided, you know, after he died, somebody would tell you. Maybe there's a letter somewhere sitting in a safety deposit box, a will or something to say to you. We never wanted to tell you, but now we want you to know because we loved you, A, B, C, and D. There's just, there's so many ways that this story can go, but sitting here worrying about it, I'm sure you're losing sleep about it, is not the right way to go about it. Because you're stressing yourself about something that is just in the big scheme of things doesn't really matter whether or not he's biological unless you need a kidney you know unless you you know need some bone marrow in the big scheme of things whether or not he's biologically your father doesn't really matter
right? Love is love. And however you come to have your two parents, that is what's most important. So sis, go ahead and take another test in secret. Keep this secret to yourself and then figure out where to go from there. You and your mom may need to have a serious conversation. And consequently, you may need to have a serious conversation with your daughter to say, okay, um, you see these test results don't make sense because any day now she's going to ask you about it. Like, mom, this this doesn't seem right. How is it that, that dad is not a relation? Your granddad, my granddad is not a relation because that doesn't make sense because we should be linked through something. So you're going to want to think about how, you know, the repercussions of this because that one domino is going to knock over a bunch of other dominoes. And especially if that man doesn't know himself, if he really and truly believes that he is your father, that is going to be devastating for him. You think you're devastated? No, that would be devastating for him. So you're going to want to tread lightly here and think about if you really, really want to rock this boat and how hard you want to rock this boat and what is the end game? Because you may have um, undesired consequences and things that you just did not even think about. Or alternatively, like I said, the test could be faulty and all of this angst was for naught. So how about that? Give me a little, I've given you some steps now. Let's start there. Check back in with us because we are so interested to know if we need to get Maury on the line. Dear Shari, I'm in a new job that I hate. The job is very different from what I expected. Should I hang in there or start searching for a new job? I am so frustrated. What should I do? Working nine to five, what a way to make a living. We have all been there. We have all applied for a job, gotten a job, and then gotten there and realized that it was absolutely nothing at all like what we thought it was, right? It, it could be the people, it could be the commute, it could be the job itself, any number of things. So my first question to you is, how long have you actually been at the job? Is this like week one? Is this week one, week two? Um, are you a month in? How much do you actually hate it? So I'll tell you a story. One of my first real jobs, I swear to you, it was like the devil wears Prada. Those people were awful. Awful with a capital A, right? They're just miserable, living in their misery. And my first week, my mother said to me, Sherry, this job is terrible, Start looking for a new job. I didn't listen. My father, this is a man who does not believe in being without a job. Remember, I'm Jamaican. Um, Said to me, Shari, find a new job. These people are terrible. I didn't listen. So I was there for a year. So in that year, I had an ulcer, bleeding ulcer at that. Um, I had all kinds of stomach issues from the stress I mean, I'd be throwing up on my way to work. I'd be on the train, miserable, miserable. So you're going to want to gauge. I say all that to say, you're going to want to gauge your level of misery at this new job. Is it just that the job is not what you thought it was? Meaning 
you know, you were hired to do a certain thing and you're only doing that certain thing for 10% of the job and the rest of it is a bunch of stuff that you did not sign up to do. That's different, right? Is it a role that you can grow and learn in? Um, or are the people just terrible people? I've I've had a couple jobs like that. I, I'll say my first job was like that. I've had a couple other jobs like that too, where it's not even so much the work. Sometimes it's the people. The people are just terrible. And they make you hate getting up and going to work. I'm a firm believer. I'm like, little Duval, you got to live your best life. You got to be out here smiling. And if where you have to be for seven to 10 hours a day is not someplace that doesn't necessarily have to bring you joy, right? Let's let's not get crazy. Because I can maybe count on a couple of fingers the amount of people who their job brings them actual joy. And most of those people are retired, working their second job. How about that? Um, it just has to be someplace that doesn't bring you a level of... Oh, what is the word? Like a desolation in your spirit, right? That's the thing. If it doesn't bring you a desolation in your spirit and, you know, demoralization of your spirit, then you're going to want to think about what can I do to make this bearable? You know, is it me? Is it the job? Is it the people? Is it the commute? Is it the money? It, You know, I feel like with jobs, it's a number of things and it's not always money, right? Sometimes it's just, I didn't realize the commute was this long. Or when I came on these interviews, uh, school was out and now school is back in. And whereas I had a commute that was 20 minutes, my commute's now an hour and 15 minutes. That can really make a difference in whether or not you like a job. So you're going to have to really and honestly gauge your level of frustration with your job. And sometimes you just have to go in your boss's office and be like, listen, can we can we have a conversation? This is what I was hired to do. This is my skill set. And I'm already feeling a level of this is not what the job requires. So let's talk about my job description. Let's talk about, you know, what really are the goals and the things that um, you're trying to accomplish here so that I can just be more aligned with, you know, what their needs are really for this organization and for someone who's in my role. Now, that's if you're trying to stick it out. If you're not trying to stick it out, listen, all's fair in love and war. If they had to lay your job off, they would absolutely do it. So if you really are that miserable, go ahead and find a new job. Go ahead and find a new job. I've worked in corporate America for a while now, and one thing I know is if they do not believe you are valuable, they will not keep you. So sometimes you have to do them the way they would do you. And you have to be happy because you're there a very long time during the day. A lot of times you see your coworkers more than you see your actual family members, more than you're on vacation. So it has to be someplace that you do not absolutely hate. Do not let a job give you an ulcer like mine did. Okay? And I will tell you when I quit that job, it was, oh, it was awful. It was awful. They were so shocked that I quit. And the freedom that I felt that my last day, I actually bought myself a piece of jewelry. That's how 
free I felt. I felt like I officially got my freedom papers and I was running up and down, waving them in the air like I am free. I am free. Yeah. If the job makes you feel like that, go ahead and find a new job. They'll be all right. They'll be all right. And if it's not that long, you know, that you've been there between your last job and this job, don't even put it on your resume. Don't even put it on your resume. Move on. If it's less than a month, move on. Move on. Don't even put it on your resume. And alternatively, if you do, and, you know, because there's some jobs that, you know, to get clearance or whatever, they literally, because you're getting a paycheck, are going to know every single job that you were at. You just explain. You just say, listen, this job was not a good fit for me. It wasn't them. It was me. In the regard that this was the job that I was hired to do, that was not the job that they actually brought me in to do. And I knew that I was going to be frustrated. And I knew that this was not part of my skill set. This was not going to grow me. This was not going to do all the things that I needed to do to get further in my career. So I had a conversation with them and I let them know that unfortunately, this was not going to work out because I'm a firm believer in that. When you're going on interviews, you really do have to be very upfront and be like, well, you know, I left my last job and I gave them a month or I gave them three weeks, five weeks, whatever. So they were not surprised when I left because they understood my frustration and, you know, it's a bait and switch. Sometimes you just gotta, you gotta be honest and, and people know, people know, cause I feel like there are a lot of, depending on where you live, the recruiters know, the recruiters know certain organizations that they bait and switch people and people don't last long in that role. They do. They, they all talk. They all talk. They all know what's going on. Everybody's following one another on LinkedIn. So don't be ashamed to go ahead and find something new. A friend of mine did that. She had been with her organization for a, a while. I want to say maybe like 10 or 12 years. And this other organization recruited her only for her to be there and hate it. She said it was like a job farm. They had them all in like a room and desks and just like click, 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 clicking away. And she said it was terrible. It was in like some basement. That was not at all the job that was advertised. So she said she was there maybe three weeks, maybe three weeks. And I'm pretty sure she never put it on her resume, never put it on her resume because she's like, why bother? Why bother? So trust me, people do it. People absolutely do it. You're not alone. Sometimes you just have to be like, thank you. Um, but I'm going to go on and move on to another opportunity because this is not going to work out. Because eventually what happens is you stop doing the work that they hired you to do. Okay, so you hate the job, you hate the people, you hate the work, but you're still at least being paid to do a job, right? So when you hate a job that much, you just you get to a point where you don't even do the work. You're just there. You're just there. You're just a body... Uh, taking up space, not actually doing any work. And then you end up ruining your own reputation because they're like, oh, you know, this person was supposed to be really great and they didn't do anything. They were terrible. They were awful. And the world is so small that eventually that will get back to you. So before you get to be like that person who does no work, like you're just there, a lump on a log, go ahead and either figure out how do you make this work for you or figure out a new job. Okay. Those are really, those are real 
tough, hard options. And maybe you're creating your own job and that's why it doesn't feel right to you because you're used to a lot more structure and now they've given you a lot more freedom. So you have to kind of steer your own boat when you're used to, you know, being in the back rowing. So if you're captaining your own ship and this is your first time captaining your own ship, that's going to feel very, very weird to you. It's like you need somebody to tell you what to do. And this may be a job where they don't tell you what to do. Or alternatively, like I said, it could just be terrible. And people flow in and out of there all the time. The turnovers are like 40%. That could be you too. And if that's the way it is, listen, dust off the black suit and white shirt and find something else. Because life is too short to be miserable at some place that you are required to be for however many, many, many hours. introducing a new segment called Reality Rant. So, what's been on my mind this week? Liam Neeson. Let me tell you how much I love that man. I loved, with a D, that man. Why is it people open their mouths and just really tell on themselves? I'm a firm believer that I'd rather to be thought of as a fool than open my mouth and remove all doubt. This was a story that he did not need to tell. And I say that to say, it's not just how terrible the story was. It was his cavalierness in telling the story. Like, yeah, I did it. Uh Uh-huh, sure I did. So I, I have to cancel him until I feel like there's a real change because he said it like, yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. I did it. Nothing wrong with it. You know, power walking helped me to get over it. Power walking. Power walking. I was just like, I know his agent and the movie people are just somewhere screaming because it just was so much hubris and arrogance. I just don't understand. I don't understand. So he's canceled. He's canceled. So my next reality issue, I guess we'll just segue into reality. Have you caught love after lockup? Let me tell you, I, reality TV is my guilty pleasure. I don't watch everything because there, there's some stuff out there I just cannot watch. But this one, this season, oh, there's just a whole host of just craziness going on. There's a man who's married, got a baby on the way, but he don't want to be with his wife. He wants to be with this other chick and they don't know about one another. And, you know, the wife may call his parole officer and she wants to have a full wedding and she hasn't told him yet that she's pregnant. Meanwhile, he's telling this other chick that, you know, um, I really want to be with you. I don't really want to be with her. I want to spend the rest of my life with you. Yeah, it's a mess. It's a full on mess. And everybody involved is part of the mess. Every single person in that in that trio is part of the mess because the wife, your husband disappears for days on end and you don't know. He didn't want to wear his wedding band. They went, they actually went to a jewelry store and she wanted to get new rings and then they bought rings and he refused to wear his. So she had like a whole like ugly Oprah cry about it. And he was like, no, put back on the ring. I love you. Meanwhile, he like walks away and he's on the phone with the other chick. Like, I love you, baby. I love you. 
I just, I, it, it, these chicks know. These chicks know what's going on. But delusion is a real thing. It lives within you. Sometimes it's right in front of you. You don't want to see it. But I tell you, it makes for excellent, excellent TV. Excellent. Have you caught the Fry Festival documentary? And I say all this to say because someone told me I needed to watch it. Because Ja Rule is now trying to advertise like the festival that never was, the greatest festival that never was. It is one heck of a documentary. One heck of a documentary. And it just goes to show you that narcissists and pathological liars really do live amongst us. They really do, like they really honestly believe that they can like chop it up, flip it, screw it and make it work in a way that works for them. This is the original like Ponzi scheme. This Now you understand like how a Madoff happened because when they were young, they did some real shady things and it eventually catches up with you. I mean, there was tens of millions of dollars that flowed through that festival for nobody to get paid. Where did the money go? Where did the money? He sent people like their first installment payments and then nothing. And then the hubris, the hubris after doing all of that to then come around and try and do something else. Like the, the feds are already watching you. The feds have already have you in their sights. And you still think you're so smart that you're going to be able to get away with it. Somebody has caught too many episodes of Law and Order. Somebody has really thought that he is a lawyer and, you know, the reincarnation of Johnny Cochran. And it is not going to end well for him. So that's my reality rant. That's my five-minute reality rant. And um, till the next episode. Dear Sherry, my friend just broke up with his girlfriend of two years, and I never thought she was right for him, but I always thought she was right for me. I want to ask her out because I feel like she could be the one. Am I breaking bro code by stepping in now that they're not together? I just don't know what to do. Let me find out you was on the creep creep. Yes, 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 you are absolutely breaking bro code. And yes, 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 if you believe that she is the one for you, you should do it anyway. So they were dating, they broke up, they weren't right for each other. You think she might be the one for you. Does she know you exist? Or is this, have you been around her a couple of times? You know, you're going to want to gauge that situation. Is your friend dating somebody new? Because that would really further your case if he has already moved on. He doesn't have to be in a relationship. I'm talking about he is just back out looking, you know, searching on Tinder, hanging out at bars. Because if he is, then it's like, okay, he's moved on. Alternatively, if she dumped him and he's still in love, yeah, it's not going to go so well for you. Especially if she likes you too. And it's also going to depend on how long ago they broke up. If we're talking about like, 
they just, you know, went back to single status fairly recently. Give it a minute. Give it a minute. Are you following her on Instagram? Are you her Facebook friend? Are you, you know, her friend on Twitter? You're going to want to watch her, kind of her social media, you know, see if you catch her in the street and, and see what's going on with her. Because she alternatively could be very devastated that this man and her broke up. So she might be on the rebound, and it sounds like you're not really looking for a rebound situation. You're talking about you think she's the one for you. All right, now. Um, yeah, how long has it been? Because you're, you're getting ready to be a rebound otherwise. But I feel like these kind of stories happen. Like your friend was dating somebody, didn't work out, and then, you know, the next person steps into the picture and then four months later they're married six months later they're like pregnant a year after that they're like working on baby number two so it happens it happens and is it breaking bro code absolutely 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 but you need you know how how close a friend is this friend and if this is a good friend that and he's dating someone and there has been i'm just gonna put a time limit on it call it like six months. They were together two years. Six months. If it has been six or more months, then it's not so bad. If it's been like two months, they could get back together. They could get back together. I feel like six months is a long time and chances of them getting back together probably not good. And then it depends on how they broke up. You know, if they just realize that it just is not working out or one cheated on the other, you're going to want to get some other information, but it, it becomes real precarious because you can't really ask your friend, right? You can't really ask your bro, um, like what happened. He has to more volunteer it because it's going to seem like you're fishing and then you're going to turn around and say to him, you know, like, I really like her. Um, would you be insulted if I asked her out on a date? And then she's going, well, that's just dealing with him. Then you have to figure out how to ask her out on a date. So is it breaking bro code-ish? Yeah, yeah. But if everybody's an adult and, you know, there are no hard feelings, because sometimes things just fizzle out, right? Like best intentions, but you just don't click. If it's like that, then no, no. It's not nece- not necessarily bro code because you never made a move on her while they were together and you respected that relationship. So no, I mean, you, you were definitely on the creepy creep, you know, sliding figuratively in her DMs in your mind, waiting for an opportunity. But listen, fortune favors the bold. And sometimes you have to be bold. You know what you wanted. You played the nice guy role. You didn't step in between the two of them and, you know, do something disrespectful. And now they're not together anymore. So if you really feel like she's the one for you, then yes, seize your opportunity. Let Cupid hit you with that arrow. But realize you might also lose your friend because what could happen is... The two of you really are a match and it just works. Then, you know, you get deeper and deeper and deeper and, you know, maybe you all head toward marriage or a serious relationship. And then it's like, are you inviting that friend to the wedding? Maybe if he's got somebody else. Now, if he sees, it's also going to depend on if he's, you know, 
jealous kind because it's like how did it work out with you but it didn't work out with him and has he really moved on or you know you all could really be mature about it and he's moved on you've moved on and he's happy for you and you're happy for him and his new situation that's my hope for you is that you know everybody can be mature about it and not like super petty about it because people have a way of being unhappy in a situation and then getting out of it and then seeing that person that they were miserable with being happy, it drives them crazy. I feel like that's future in Sierra. I am positive that her joy annoys him. It annoys him because I've seen it with people I know. Like, I don't want to be with this person, but I don't necessarily want this person to be happy without me. Right? Sometimes you just have these base human instincts that are just wrong. That are just wrong. Like your ex should never be happier than they were when they were with you. That's ugly. It's an ugly way to be. But listen, we've all had those feelings like, oh, the nerve of you. The nerve of you to be happy without me. How dare you be happy without me? But hopefully, you know, he's mature and she's mature and you can be mature and everybody just move on everybody I've seen it both ways I've seen it where it breaks up a friendship and then you have to decide like do I go with the person that I love or do I try and maintain a friendship with this person or is this you know guy gonna be you know the godfather to your children because that could work out too that could work out too like okay they didn't work out but you know, he is now instrumental in your love story. He is he's a chapter in your love story because if not for him, you would not have met her. And now you two wouldn't be, you know, K-I-S-S-I-N-G, you know, like together living a, a, a lovely life. So it's worth it to to explore it. But you need to go into it, you know, Inspector Gadget style, looking at every single angle before you approach your friend and say, look, I really like her. I always liked her. But because you two were together, I wanted to be a gentleman about it. Um, I'm ready now to step up. I see you've moved on. You know, she's ready to move on or not. not You wouldn't know that whether or not she's ready to move on, but they're not together anymore. And you know, you want an opportunity to shoot your shot, you know, not asking permission, but saying to your friend, listen, I'm getting ready to shoot my shot. I want you to know, you know, I respect you. You're my friend, but I feel like this is somebody I could have a relationship with. And if he chooses to still be your friend, that's great. He might choose and say, listen, that's wrong. I would never do that to you. How dare you? Then you got to make the decision as to whether or not you're going to let that man stand in your way. I don't know. I wouldn't let anybody stand in my way if I felt like there was somebody out there who is single. Because she is now single, right? Um, That you could be with. And this is your friend. You know, he, he'll get over it. Or not. Or not. He'll just be, you know, bitter Betty in the background. Hopefully you pray that he finds somebody that he too can love, right? Let love win. If more people just went after it instead of being scared, I feel like the world would be such a happier place. So yes, run, chase down love. Don't be creepy about it though. Go into it examining all the sides of it. 
because at the end of the day, she might, don't wait too long, because she may have already moved on without you, and then you miss your opportunity. But then that would mean she wasn't the person for you. But yes, before you say anything to your friend about asking her out, you need to figure out if these two are really over or if they're just taking a hiatus. And if they're taking a hiatus, then you need to move on. You need to move on and find somebody else because chances are she is not the one for you. Now, if they're really over and he really has moved on, you're like, yo, you know what I'm saying, what's up with her? You know, would you mind if I asked her out for a drink? And then you take it from there. You never know. He could be like, sure, you know, I don't care. And then great. Then you've started your love story. How about that? So I say try. You won't know until you try. And does it break bro code? It's going to depend on how you handle it. How about that? Another episode in the bag. So don't forget to subscribe to the Jess Ashari podcast because I will absolutely be posting more episodes of Jess Ashari. Please tell me what you think. Comment, send your questions, DM me, email me because I'm here to listen and I'm here to talk about you. So until we meet again, you know what to do. Jess Ashari.